We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Colm Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, and everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Road of His NFL Pass just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rotoviz College Football Fantasy Podcast, your place for all things Debbie, college DFS, and college football betting advice, and probably some unabashed homerism. I'm your host, Dave Monaco, joined by my co-host, Matt Wispay. You can find us on Twitter over, uh, well, not over, I am Stefan Laco. Got Wispy the Kid here. We're ready to rock and roll. Matt, we really should be like, I should be gloating. I should be telling you how awesome Oregon is. You should be annoyed with me, but that's just not my style. It was a crazy game. I lost a lot of money live betting Ohio State. You kept telling me I was stupid because Ohio State wasn't going to win. They didn't have a chance. Uh, we weren't really getting in each other's faces with with uh, celebrations. <laughs> I'm not a trash talker. I'm just a shitty loser. Like that's <laughs> the honest statement about me is it's I I try to like I always try and differentiate myself from the the like stereotypical Ohio State fan because Ohio State fans are are terrible. Um, generically, I mean, generally we're just not great people. Uh, but. Uh, I always like to say that like I'm the one like half rational fan who's like trying to treat things um, on a fairly baseline level. And unfortunately it's it, it people always do like people try to trash talk me and I ghost them. Like that's about like, had you actually started gloating, I just would have ghosted you. Cause yeah. that's that I don't, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to like go raw. I hate you. You're so dumb. Uh, no, I, 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 I saw very early on how that game was going. I realized about midway through the second quarter that it there was the the path to winning required a miracle and that miracle would have re- required a, probably a coaching staff that was more creative and or some or. some lucky turnovers or something like that. No, it was going to take something big. Is like the the coaching staff making a change 
would have been, and I say this with full credit to um, Joe Warhead and Mario Cristobal, they had that team ready to play. Ohio State didn't blitz. Ohio State didn't change up their looks. Ohio State's defense was stagnant and slow. And I'm okay with a simple defense, but you just, like, your mindset cannot be, uh, there's there's some reporting out there that basically the entire mindset of the defense was to just contain um, Anthony Brown because they were very worried about him as a mobile quarterback. They wanted to just keep him in check and just keep him in front of him and not let him beat him with their legs. And for the most part, he kind of did that. Like, he right. had a couple of decent runs, but for the most part, they kept him in check. And honestly, for as much as Fox was giving him credit and calling it like this masterful performance, dude completed like 50% of his passes. And yeah. our, I thought our secondary actually played okay because they were largely playing C ball hit ball. Like there were quite a few pass breakups and stuff like that. Um, so I thought the secondary, but the linebackers and the defensive line, because they were in this contain mode, got away from C ball, get ball. And had they just played caveman vicious like vi- like just go be better be athletic do your thing get see ball get ball um which is like i know i'm just repeating myself but that's that's how you have to be when you're the the better athlete team and your defense is not doing anything and you look like you're standing out there thinking like oregon had a defensive had a dis- defensive miscue where two of their players we're caught looking at their armband <laughs> right. because oh my god of that and to me that is the that is still less embarrassing than how much it appeared that Ohio State's um, front seven was sitting there and thinking and just trying to overthink everything and that's where for me it's just the, it, it, there was you say lucky turnover but how do you get a turnover if you aren't creating pressure if you aren't creating any type of situation where Anthony Brown has to force something. The only th- way that this was happening was if CJ Verdell was sitting there like one arm throwing the ball around, uh, ha- like doing absolutely everything in his power to throw the game away. And that just, he's, while I don't think he's this elite NFL prospect, I do think he's just a smart enough back where um, he's not going to throw the game away. And I honestly think that was the only way that this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I was but, actually really impressed with CJ Verdell as someone who has not been a huge fan in the past and someone who like prefers die in all honesty. I thought Verdell had just a very clean game. Uh, he, uh, he took what was given to him and more. And yeah, like you said, Moorhead called a, a really great offensive game. I, I, I was texting with you. It was interesting to me that into the fourth quarter, there were zero sacks and zero turnovers for either team. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not like, Oregon's defense was putting on a show. They gave up, you know, <clears throat> over half a half a thousand. You know, like they gave up a season. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like for I, I know that a lot of Ohio State fans want to immediately jump on CJ Stroud. And the problem at hand is, is that it, there was just too much asked of him. He kind of had to go out there and be this winner. He had to go out there and just take this game. And yeah, you know, if Justin Fields has been in the same position, I think maybe we don't have the fourth down miscues we don't have the uh the um, bad interception the, at the end the there. Bad, honestly but that was it was a third and long and he had to make a play and he just he saw a guy that was open and he he overthrew him a little bit do i think that fields maybe would have just been more willing to say screw it i'll let them destroy my body and i'll go run roughshod through the defense and just make it happen yeah i do but we're talking about 
CJ Stroud, who's a little less, a little bit less of a freak athlete and is just a good quarterback. And he, he played he's a still strong on, game. And he's still only a red shirt freshman. Like, I mean, yeah. I, it, it, yeah. The result sucks for Ohio state fans, but from an offensive perspective, there is a lot to be excited about. And I think um, anyone like shitting on, <laughs> on anyone on the offense needs to <laughs> look in the mirror it's and just, see what their expectations actually are because say, they look really good to me. There is a, um, there's a writer that I actually have a fair amount of respect for who writes for a, a Debbie site um, that I got into it with during the game because somewhere in the second quarter, he started saying CJ Stroud is not good. CJ Stroud can't make that pass. Like it was the, it was the pass breakup on third down where it hit Garrett Wilson in the hands. And then the defender came and knocked jarred it loose. And he said, Stroud can't make that pass. He should never, he he has to absolutely be making a different pass. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, are you just dumb? Like I, 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 I can, I kind of got into this fight about it and I just, I got, had a lot of issues with it because say what you want about the first half and some of the overthrows. And he definitely missed, he missed a game tying touchdown. He missed, uh, he made a bad interception, but he also had five drops yeah, of critical plays that would have been first downs or touchdowns. He had five drops by the best receiving core, arguably in the country, including one by Alave, one by Garrett Wilson, and one by Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm giving Cade Stover on his uh his like red zone drop. I'm giving him a pass because he's essentially a defensive end that is playing tight end. And Jeremy Ruckert, I mean, it was just it was a good defensive play by Oregon, but at the same time, if you're the best tight end in the country, which a lot of people believe he is. Um, you have to score that touchdown when you have the ball hit you in the hands. When I say best in the country, uh, I'm obviously being a little bit facetious there. I think he's very good. Michael Mayer's the best tight end in the country. Right. Um, we should move on though. I can't. It's because we it, have, you just, we have you a lot to talk about that. We have All a right. lot to get to, but I, let me, let me just say one, one thing just from a Debbie perspective, I do have, or a, actually a uh, college to Canton, league i'm in i do have stroud and you will not be able to like no one will be able to trade for him like i think no matter what like he has impressed me so far this year uh considering that he is still you know a freshman and <laughs> i just think the sky's the limit for this kid but let's move on i, let, I don't think we need to talk too much about bickley helton firing Hilton. Uh, everyone's heard it. Everyone's heard the names that are floating out around there. We were talking beforehand. I, I think like part of me hopes USC bungles this again and, and makes a stupid hire. But part of me is like, you know what? The Pac-12 being good require like the Pac-12 being respected requires USC being good because Oregon doesn't have. I mean, Oregon does have some national clout, but not enough to carry a conference. So we need USC to be good in order for Pac-12 to get respect. So I hope. Just from you know the Pac-12's ability to get a team into the playoff on a consistent basis, we need we need the USC good. So I'm kind of torn on it, but uh, yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add about the Helton stuff? Um, I'll miss you, Clay. I don't have anything <laughs> else. Yeah, um, a lot of injuries, man. So many injuries right now. It's a real bummer. Uh, I, your your boy Yerkovic. Uh, I can't ever say his right name right for Boston Yerkovic. College. Um, that's a bummer seeing him go down. A lot of quarterbacks getting getting banged up and uh, missing some time. Any uh, any other names? Like I know you were a bit 
I'm pretty sure now I'm actually sure you, you like Skylar Thompson too. So I think you're pretty disappointed to see him go down uh, for K like state Skylar. as well. I will say I like Skylar Thompson as a, I mean, as a player. Play. Yeah. Like as you a would, football player, I like watching him. Yeah. I, Skylar I'm not Thompson saying like has a, no NFL future. Yeah, yeah, and that's not what I meant. I mean, you like the 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 player as a yeah. DFS play yeah. as someone that you enjoy watching play football, and I'm yeah. sure him being out is a bit of a bummer for you too. It, it means Kansas State is going to be very, very bad this year because when last time when he went down, they were very, very bad, and I feel a little bit bad for Cl- Chris Kleiman, Kluman. I don't ever know how to say his name. Um, I feel bad for him because he is a good coach, but team just doesn't have talent right now and they're so reliant upon skylar thompson kind of being superman on offense so uh yeah now you just have I to should probably start making a principal play of baiting kansas state <laughs> unders no kansas state unders feels mm-hmm. like it should be a principal play at this point let's see who do they got this week nah, stanford right this week no they have nevada oh yeah that's right nevada is uh i had nevada on an alternate uh bet that didn't make my final um, but I was leaning Nevada money line. Um, I think they're favored by two, actually. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, whatever. So yeah, Will Howard didn't look. Isn't that the backup's name? I wasn't. I'm not impressed by him. He struggled last year. He struggled last week. Uh, not great. But yeah, a lot of injuries to to be on the lookout for as we move forward. And uh, yeah, I'm curious how it will affect not only you know outcomes, but also just the lines as we see them moving. Um, do you want to do a quick run through, like real quick run through, uh, through our bets of last week before we hit the break? Yeah, let's hit them. You can run through yours first. Um, loss, 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 loss. <laughs> I had a shitty week again. Um, a couple tough beats. Florida letting the uh, backdoor cover in. They were up big the whole game and then gave up a touchdown with literally a minute left. So I got the L there. Uh, Notre Dame shoot. They were the minus 17 wasn't the problem. They almost lost to Toledo. It took a last second touchdown. Did somebody did somebody put two units on Toledo? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. That was great. Um, the two that uh, like the Washington, Michigan under that was like my first play of last week. And that one did hit um, Purdue beaten up on UConn hit. Loved both those um, Texas A&M, you know, losing their quarterback. That felt kind of like a rough beat. Um, but I mean, I don't know if Haynes King would have made much of a difference had he been healthy. Who knows? Um, but uh, they they barely squeaked out that one too. So rough week, rough rough week. But we continue on. We press on. You had a pretty good week. You uh, you can talk us through some so, of that. I'll quickly run through it. I, like I said, or I mentioned uh, Toledo. Um, I had them plus seventeen for two units against Notre Dame. This is pretty much my like the thing that pushed me to the positive. Um, I had that game under Notre Dame scoring at the end to win, uh, really bummed me out because I was going to hit the under, if not mm. temple as expected, pretty hand easily handled Akron. Akron's really terrible, but that game scored a lot more points. So I missed on the under, uh, I'm very disappointed in Buffalo. I'm just putting <laughs> that out there. Really disappointed in them. I thought they were going to be Illinois. Turns out they're not Illinois. Um, they lost to Nebraska by more than 13 and a half. I actually don't know what the score was, but I think they lost by three touchdowns. Yeah. Ohio State team total over 39. I hate you, CJ Stroud. I don't hate you. I still love you. Uh, Iowa plus four and a half at Iowa Great State. One. I mean, easiest money ever. That was a yeah. two-unit play. That was such, that was Iowa's really good. Iowa State is also very good, but this Iowa team is legit. 
Uh, team total for Bowling Green under 17. I think they got to 19, and I'm so disappointed. Um, and one and of them then, was a safe. They had a safety, bro. They had a safety yeah, to start off the game. I get it. <laughs> but the the under 50 on that game between them did hit. So I was plus 1.46 units on the week for the season. I am up. Um, 5.8. 5.8 units. Uh, and I'm down 8.87. I'm down big. Yep. That all yeah, changes. You can get it back. Just have a solid week. Yeah, we're um, going to switch that all around right after the break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back. Thank you for sticking around. Let's get into our picks of the week. Yeah, I'm excited for this week, man. I uh, I'll be honest. Uh, my wife is out of town this weekend, so it's going to be like letting the kids have the Xbox and the TV in the basement, and me just running roughshod on all other TVs in the house as I have like six different games. I don't have six TVs, but between like laptops and phones and screens and all that, I'm going to be 
I've got four TVs that I'll be rocking. It'll be it'll be pretty epic. I'm excited for this weekend, man. There's gonna be a lot of football in the house from sunup till sundown, and I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. You have one more play on the board than I do, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off, Matt? Yeah, but I don't know if you noticed that three of my plays are one game. <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I can kick us off. Uh, we we actually, why don't we kick off with? Uh, let's start with uh, my game that I have three units on. Um, oh shit! You have three units on a game. No, oh, between different bets. Yeah, between yeah, yeah. one game, I have three separate plays. Uh, we're going to start with it's Memphis plus three and a half against Mississippi State. I think the wrong team is favored. S and P plus thinks the wrong team is favored. I don't think Mississippi State's very good. Short answer. I'm just I'm I'm going to take some points here. I don't care that it's actually it's a home game. Yeah, give me Memphis. I it's their Super that, uh, Bowl, baby. It's their Super Bowl. Hey, I'm. I'm I mean, okay this is this, this is the big game for Memphis. I mean, this is their opportunity to show the world the the football world. Um, the world. The world. Yeah, all my homies in the Netherlands are gonna be staying up to watch this one. Um, yeah. Mississippi State just put it on NC State. You're not worried? No, I don't think NC State is as good. At, I think that your NC State uh, infatuation is because you have stuck to your belief that they were really undervalued in the preseason. Yes. And maybe Vegas knew a little something. Um, that's my only that's thought. Fair. I will say, I think that this is going to be a very good game for Calvin Austin. Um of Memphis. I think he's going to uh have a couple of scores here and I think they're going to really really have a strong performance in this game. Um they're they've been really not great on this should just be a shootout and I actually just think Memphis is a better team. So I'm taking the points here with them. Um but yeah, that that's where I'm at. I think S&P Plus had them as like a 1 point favorite. So the fact so you're that taking- I get the wrong team so you're getting Memphis plus three and a half. What are your other two units on this game? So my other one is Memphis Moneyline. As I mentioned, I think the wrong team's favored. Uh, let me quickly have it in front of me because I, I do have this um, up. It has, S&P Plus has Memphis as a slight favorite, as just a 0.2 favorite on this um, with the edge coming because of the fact that they are um, having home field advantage. These are very even teams. I'm going to go with a team that I just trust a little bit more. Um, I haven't seen anything from Mississippi State that actually does scare me at this point. So the fact that I'm getting a team that I feel like has the edge, um, I'm just I'm going to take a shot here. I got plus 150 on it on DraftKings, and I just think I'm I'm going to take a shot at plus money. And then the last play, I know I just said it's probably going to be a shootout. I also just sort of think that this game's a little bit high. Uh, 64 and a half is the number that you can get it at. S&P Plus has this total at 51. Now that does make me think there's something a tiny bit off with the way that they're uh, doing this. Uh, it, it worries me a little bit because when you're off by that much, there's something standing out. But in looking at the two teams, uh, they're not actually playing at like a blazing pace. Mississippi State's averaging 32 seconds per play. And uh, they're they're really just... They're not as explosive as a Mississippi State team, you would think. So the fact that I'm going to be getting them uh, slowing down the pace is just beneficial to me. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I while I do think they'll probably get higher than what SP Plus has them at 51, I don't see them getting all the way over 64 and a half. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it's I too am- many points. 
And uh, just real quick, that money line play, you you get at plus 150. So, you know, it's a nice value right there. Uh, I yeah. definitely think that's legit. I'm going to go to my, uh, not the one that uh, I'm most confident on, but I'm going to put give you guys the one I landed on first. This was my first play, and that was Auburn um, at Penn State, one of the big games this weekend. And I'm going under 53. Uh, I think both these teams have quarterbacks that are, deficient when it comes to what we want quarterbacks to do and that's complete passes and and have explosive plays i don't think we're going to see that both of these teams are going to rely on their running game i think we can expect to see a lot from tank bigsby um i think even bo nicks of course is going to get in there and, and and run the ball a lot and i think penn state is is going to um get up early they're going to have the the crowd behind them in this whiteout situation and i just don't see this hitting 53 penn state um is the under has hit six of their last nine games. And if you look at Auburn, while they've scored a shit ton of points this year, that's been against Akron, which might be one of the worst teams in the entire country, and Alabama State. Um, if you look at their last uh, five road games, no, excuse me. If you look, yeah, if you look at the last five road games, the under has hit every single time. So I feel really good about this under. I, um, I don't know where I lean on the spread. I, I think it's going to be a little closer than maybe some people think. If I had to play it, I'd play Auburn, but I don't feel comfortable trusting Bo Nix in this environment. My favorite play in this game is the under, and I am putting one unit on it at minus 110 over at Caesars Sportsbook. Um, I do like that play quite a bit, actually. Um, because it's an under, <laughs> it's a big 10 well, so my, team under, of course you love it. You're, you're sick. My initial read on this game is that I, I don't believe in either quarterback to be able to make a huge play. I do think Penn state's defense started to be what we, what they were kind of hoping for last season. I think it showed out against Wisconsin. Um, my only concern in this pl- game would be that, Wisconsin did have some success running the ball, and I do think that Tank Bigsby is going to have success running the ball. However, that may play in your favor because the more the ball is being run, the more the clock is moving. If Penn State's offense is as inefficient as it did appear early on in the Wisconsin game, now mind you, I do think Wisconsin's defense is slightly better than uh, Auburn's, and by slightly, I mean a fair bit. Um, I do think that this it should stay low scoring regardless. So I do like this play at the whiteout. I think Auburn's going to struggle with it. And yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of this. This was almost on my card. Yeah. And, and I think too, like the fact that Auburn has not played anyone yet kind of leans into this too. I think it also made it hard for, for sports books to, to actually put this line and this total at a right or like an accurate spot. There's a lot of guesswork into this one. And I think it's an opportunity to kind of, gain some value. Uh, what do you got next? Um, so I'm going with another, a lot of my plays this week are S and P plus plays. So I I'll just get this out of the way. Uh, ball state in Wyoming, the total I found was 55 and a half. I found that this earlier today, um, on sugar house, which is a, just a fun site to say their name. It is. Um, the weather in this game, there is actually, there's pretty significant wind. These teams are already going to be, uh, are very run-heavy teams, or at least I should say Wyoming is a very run-heavy team, and Ball State is a really inefficient team on offense. So, because I think Wyoming is going to take the air out of the ball for the most part by uh, 
<clears throat> having a fair amount of success rushing against a Ball State team that's allowing a 53% success rate against the run. Um, and they run the ball on 62% of their plays while averaging 28 seconds per play. I think Wyoming is just going to have these long drives where you're talking about like six, seven minute drives where they go down and score, but they're just going to be doing it at such a methodical pace that it's going to just keep churning clock. So while you may see or Wyoming be incredibly efficient, um, they're just not likely to put up these huge numbers because of the fact that they are playing at such a slow pace. Ball State, on the other hand, they do play relatively quick. They're averaging about 24 seconds per play, but their total offensive success rate is about 34%. Um, they're not explosive in the passing game. They're a little bit explosive in the run, but they're not successful. And their line generates less than three yards per play. So um, I, I just kind of see this being a little bit lower scoring. S&P Plus has this off by about a point, um, which is a number I feel like is a, means that it has a better feel on this game. Uh, but yeah, so because of the weather, because of the uh, pace of play for Wyoming and the success I think they're going to have, I'm going to play under 55 and a half for one unit. Yeah, I like that one a lot. <clears throat> I uh, It wasn't even in my wheelhouse because Ball State and Wyoming are two teams that I could not give a shit about. <laughs> but I really like it a lot. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely put some of my own money on that one. Um, my favorite play of the week is also probably coming from my favorite game of the week. Because I Stony love Brook and Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love offensive football. And I think this Virginia North Carolina game could just be absolutely crazy town banana pants. Like I think it could just be super fun. Uh, both of these offenses could really get going here. And I love going over 65 and a half. I know it's a big number. And I know people are like, wait a second, what are you doing? Um <laughs> Virginia's 0-2 on, on overs. This like the, both team both their games were were unders this year, but that's because the opposing team wasn't scoring. They've put up 40 points um in both 40 plus points in both of their games. And uh UNC just got rolling last week with uh, 59. So I think both of these teams uh defenses are a little suspect at times, and both quarterbacks I think will look to spread the ball around and uh, hit some explosive plays. I've loved watching Brennan Armstrong. I'll be honest, highlights. I, I'm, I'm not watching Virginia versus William & Mary or Virginia versus Illinois. But uh, but the, the guy's been just YOLOing these balls down the field. I think it's going to be a super fun game. And we all know what Sam Howell can do. A little bit of background. Uh, the total has gone over in seven of North Carolina's last 10 games while Virginia has hit the over in 13 of their last 18 games. So we do have a little bit of precedence for this call. I'm putting two units at minus 105 over on points bet, which is a local Denver joint, which uh, a buddy of mine works at, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, 65 and a half over on the Virginia, North Carolina game. Super excited to watch this one. Uh, I hope the points flow. You probably hate that because I'm taking an over in a game with a mid 60s line or total. No, I, I actually, I mean, yes, I think the number is a little bit high. SMB Plus has it at. Let me find it real quick because I'm not prepared. SMB Plus has this at about 62, so I don't think it's far off. Um, I do think that uh, my only concern is that North Carolina has been a little bit more methodical this year, um, but some of that is because Virginia Tech kind of just took it to them. 
So both of these teams are averaging four points per opportunity. So every time they get to the 40-yard line, uh, they're averaging four points per time. Um, so yeah, Virginia's defense makes me a little bit concerned, but at the same time, who knows um, when you've played William & Mary in Illinois. So that's... <laughs> right. Um, I, I do like it, though. I'm going to make do the opposite of your play then. So you know how you like fun offenses that everyone likes to tune in and watch? Yes. I like garbage offenses <laughs> that no one likes to tune in and watch. So I'm going to put two units down on Northwestern and Duke under 50. <laughs> Are you going to watch this game at no. all? Because that's Absolutely. disgusting. I mean, I, I might. I'll, I might flip it on. Um, my issue with this one is I think these are both really trash offenses. Um, and there's also Pat Fitzgerald unders are really, really profitable. They have a, if you've been playing his unders every single week, you'd have a return on investment of 14%. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy <laughs> with that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, let me look at it real quick because as you, everyone knows, this is an S and P plus week. S and P plus has this game at 44 points. I'm happy with that. I'm going to be rolling with the fighting Pat Fitzgeralds and his inability to score points. So I'm locking up an under for two units. Kind of yeah. wish it would get to 51. I'm about to check all of the boards to see if I can get 51. But at- <laughs> do that. Do that. I, I do think that's a pretty safe bet. I, 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 it'd be hard to see that one missing unless we see some like defensive scores or turnovers that lead to like super short fields. I, I think. Like you said, both offenses are pretty anemic at this point. Um, I'm going to go with my second favorite nope, play. I'm going to go with my second favorite play on the week. I'm going to put two units on this, just like I did on that last one. Um, and I'm going Alabama. I found it on DraftKings at minus 14. You you got to spend up a little bit on the juice. I'm only getting minus 120. Uh, but I think at worst, this is a push. Alabama, I know they didn't cover last year when they played Florida, but that was a different Florida team. They had Kyle Pitts, they had Kyle Trask. Uh, they, they don't know who their quarterback is right now. They don't really have any weapons on offense that, that terrify me. Alabama, uh, meanwhile, like unless they're playing a, uh, a cupcake team, like unless they're playing Mercer, they're covering the spread. Um, I think they're, uh, I think nine and three in the last 12 against the spread. And, and two of those were against, uh, colleges that don't have real football programs. Meanwhile, Florida has really struggled um, to cover the spread. They're one in five ATS in the last six games. And I just feel like Florida is not ready for what's about to hit them. Uh, Saban has been <laughs> really hard on his team all, all, all season so far. He's been disappointed. I think we're going to see Alabama look to, to make a statement here. And I, I honestly was considering uh, taking an alternate spread at like, minus 16 and a half for a little bit juice, uh, but I didn't. So minus 14 um, is, is the play here over in DraftKings for two units. Counterpoint. Anthony Richardson is a better quarterback than Kyle Trask. <laughs> he also pulled up lame on his big run last week. I don't know how healthy he is. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I do have another play. I'm also putting one unit on the over. I think, I think Florida will be able to score a little bit. And I think Alabama is going to be able to score a lot. Uh, I'm getting 58 and a half at plus 100 on points bet. And I feel real good about getting like my money back. Uh, like that even money is, is really nice. So I've got a unit on over 58 and a half. 
All right. So I, I gave you my favorite play of the week. Uh, I'm going to give you my heart play of the week. Um, so it's only a half unit. It's Ohio State and Tulsa under 61. And how is this a reason- heart play for you? What, how Why is, is your heart-, heart play? How is your because heart running under are, 61? <laughs> our heart, my Ohio State's defense needs to come out and look like world beaters against Tulsa. I don't care that it's Tulsa. I need to see the silver bullets flying around like they're playing Ala freaking Bama. Uh, if that does not happen, this Ohio State team has no business being even in the conversation, even if they win out and like run through the Big Ten the way that I still sort of expect them to. If they do not go out there and show up on defense against a Tulsa team that is 0-2 against Oklahoma State and UC Davis, then they do not have any business being in it. So this is me playing one with my heart. Uh, If I were to actually analyze this game, I will say do not follow this one. Go read my article over at Action Network, which will be posted on Saturday. Um, But I I would say I do think Ohio State's going to cover the spread on this game. But my heart and my pick for the best bet of the week for our show doc is under 61, but only a half unit. So don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. I I was tempted to play um, Ohio State minus 26 and a half on this one. Uh, Decided not to do it. But uh, I I think... Get it all the way at 24 now. Oh, really? Yeah, I was... uh, I mean, I was literally just doing research for 24 and a half at... I looked on Monday, so I haven't looked since then. So yeah, yeah, this line has changed. Bet MGM. Points bet. And bet 365. So quite a few places. Okay. Have this all the way down at 20. I'm not trying to talk you into it. I will just say I am writing... My article is I feel confident that they're going to win this game by four touchdowns. So anything under four touchdowns, I do like, um, but I'm not talking you into a play because oh, I just you don't know made what your place. Yeah, I don't know what I, I'd play. Well, what I'd take off, but I'm gonna play that. Like I'm gonna bet that. So uh, not a best bet for the week, but I will be uh, riding along with your Buckeyes. Um, I'm gonna go to a play that we both have something on. Uh, we have different numbers on this game, so I'm curious if you want to stick with yours or if you want to go with my updated number. Like I checked this right before we hit record. I'm getting Cincinnati minus four at Indiana at plus 100. Um, I know a lot of books have it at minus three and a half, uh, at like minus 110, which is where you're at. Uh, but I really think people are overthinking this game. I think Cincinnati is uh, a much better team than Indiana offensively and defensively. I think if you go position by position, there's very few that you'd find me being like, yeah, I like Indiana more right here. Uh, I don't, I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, going to Memorial Stadium out in Indiana and Bloomington is is going to be such a tough environment that Cincinnati is going to buckle under the pressure. Uh, yeah, it makes me a little nervous that like 96% of the bets are coming in for Cincy, but. Uh, that's probably an over an exaggeration, but Cincinnati's been so good. Like they're ten and five against the spread in the last fifteen games. They're a really solid program. Uh, I think Ritter. I know they struggled a little bit um, in the first half against Murray, uh, but they ended up winning forty two to seven. Like they 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 were able to turn it on. This one could be closed for a little while, but like all they have to do is win by a touchdown. Come on now, um, I, Cincinnati minus four. I've got a unit on it. Um, you did exaggerate slightly for what it's worth. It's not 96% of the bets. It's 87% of the bets <laughs> and 85% of the money. Um, wow. Quick, 
Uh, let me quickly. I'm actually curious because I'm I'm always interested. Sharp plays on is of course on Indiana. Shocker. Um, but here are things that uh, should be noted. Indiana's offense right now kind of bad. Uh, they only have a 36.4 success rate on offense. Uh, and Cincinnati's worse. defense is so fucking good. Well, so Cincinnati has one of the best secondaries in the entire country, arguably the best uh, secondary in the country. Um, Indiana's passing success rate right now is only 34.5%. As I mentioned, they have not played a defense um, of the caliber of Cincinnati at this point. Cincinnati is averaging 5.6 points per opportunity, so they are finishing their drives very well um, and putting up points when they get there. And they're holding their opponents to 1.27 points per opportunity when they uh, get down within their own 40. Cincinnati's defense is is really the play here. I do want to keep it at three and a half. Just 110 is a fine number for me. You can get it over. Uh, FanDuel still has it listed at three and a half. Um, yeah, I, this play what could honestly... I feel as confident in this one as I do in my Northwestern Duke one. I would play it up to two units. However, it's not one that I'm doing for two units on the show purposes right now. Um, I'm only putting one down on it. So I, this is probably the the play of the week that I'm I'm with you the most on. I I definitely think that UC is going out there for this is kind of their statement win. This is one of their two statement win games. And I think this Indiana team is fairly overrated. Um, they were fairly well handled by an Iowa team that is not as good on offense as Cincinnati. And I think Cincinnati's defense, while it probably is not as good as Iowa's defense, could probably do a fairly strong job keeping Indiana in check the whole game. I think this game ends with a similar uh, final score. So I, I do like Cincinnati to cover pretty comfortably here. So, yep, I'm going to take three and a half. You've got them at four at better odds than me, but we are on the, on the same play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like the Cincinnati team and I, I mean, I took the under on the Indiana. That was one of my best bets for the season totals. So, uh, I've been fading them since the beginning. So maybe that's, uh, tainting my view a little bit. Uh, my next play is, uh, man, this Virginia tech team has impressed me so far. And I know going to Morgantown is, is, is a, is a tough ask. West Virginia is a, is a pretty good, pretty good team. Uh, they're one and one. They're also one and one against the spread. Um, I just given me points. It's hard to uh, it's hard to not want to take the money line, but I'm not going to. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and take Virginia Tech plus three because it is on the road. But like I think Virginia Tech's a better team than Maryland, and Maryland beat this West Virginia team. So I, I haven't seen enough from West Virginia to uh, feel like I should be giving them. A whole lot of respect. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech beat North Carolina. Um, and obviously, like Middle Tennessee State wasn't a huge ask, but uh, they've looked really comfortable. Um, <laughs> I just don't I, don't, I don't see them getting beat by more than a field goal. So uh, I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus three. I do like that play. Um, where am I at on this? All right. So I've got two plays left. I've got another one where I just feel like the wrong team is favored. Um, so for a half unit, I'm going to be playing Minnesota plus three at Colorado. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think this line is right. I think that Minnesota should be a slight favorite even without Ibrahim. But if you're giving me three points here, um, I will take my push opportunity. Um, so yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw this line 
I, I texted my buddy um, who I talked about last week, Eric, who's a huge CU fan, uh, who I went to the game with. And I was like, dude, CU's favored? <laughs> what is happening here? I was pretty surprised as well. I know Minnesota's had some injuries. And uh, I will, I will Tanner Morgan's not looked great. but I will say that Minnesota's rush defense is very porous. So we'll get into this a little bit later. Um, I do think this could be a Broussard-type game. Um, so I won't be shocked if Colorado does have a lot of success running the ball, but I do just think this Minnesota team, and I know they didn't look great last week, but I, I just think it's going to be a game where they kind of need to win a little bit more. So I would expect them to run their seven offensive linemen out there again and just try and run into a wall. Yeah, I, I my only concern with uh, Colorado... Not my only concern. Um, their quarterback play, like Brennan Lewis, who I think uh, could become very good, he he just hasn't learned how to read a defense and th- and throw a ball very well. Um, like they were only able to score, um, what was it, seven, three or seven points last week? I forget exactly what it was. Uh, they just couldn't get much going. So I, I do think I I I I was tempted with the under in this game. Um, but I, I think you're on the right side of it with Minnesota plus three. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, Minnesota money line might be something that I, I sprinkle just a little bit on, um, in all honesty. Um, my next one, I'm taking Marshall minus 10 um, at ECU. I don't think ECU is all that great. Um Marshall is 2-0 and against the spread so far. They've got just an absolutely elite defense uh they only allowed 13 points per game uh last season and most of those guys are back uh they just look really really good i don't think eastern carolina is going to be able to put up many points and i think marshall kind of wins this game pretty damn comfortably so at minus 10 i feel really good uh with with will and with the uh the herd here all right and i've got one last play and let me see make sure i have the absolute best number i can get I do. All right. Um, So Michigan's defense looks really good right now. They also love to run the ball. And while I do think they're going to be a little bit explosive running the ball this week, they still love running the ball. And they don't play particularly fast because right now they are averaging 28 seconds per play. Um, But their defense is holding opposing offenses to 1.25 points per opportunity. They're only allowing a success rate of 37%. um, And they're going up against a Northern a Northern Illinois team that is um, they're about a 50, 50 split run pass. And they're only really good against the run, which is where Michigan right now has a little bit of strength as well, allowing only a 39% success rate. Um, I just don't see a lot of points being scored here. I think they're going to play a very slow paced game. And I think Michigan's probably going to come away with this game with a pretty sizable win. I think they'll win this game from anywhere between 17 and 28 points. Um, I don't love their side just because with the way they play right now, I, I just worry that they're going to not be able to win by four touchdowns. Um, but I think this Michigan team is pretty solid. Uh, they do kind of remind me of the, or of the like Jim Harbaugh Stanford teams that are just going to like punch you in the mouth. Right. I mean, they're, they're running the ball on 76% of their plays right now. So yeah, you got to love that when you're an under better. So under 54 and a half, I found that on 
DraftKings before the show. It's still available. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, my last play is a little teaser. Uh, well, it's not really a technical teaser. It's more just like an alternate lines combo. Um, I like, like I said, I love Alabama at minus 14. So I'm going to kind of play them down to minus nine and a half. I'm going to add Oklahoma at minus 17 and a half against Nebraska, a Nebraska team that I don't think is good. I think Adrian Martinez can flex on really bad teams, but once he has to play a semi-competent defense, he will shrivel into nothingness. You're and not I think by that. he's bad. <laughs> I think Oklahoma just, just destroys Nebraska and I'll kind of talk a little bit about more of that about that when we get into DFS. But then Ole Miss takes on Tulane. I think Tulane is getting propped up a little bit from their performance against Oklahoma. And I don't think they're as good as that game uh, kind of showed. So I'm, I'm playing Ole Miss down to minus 10. I think that offense gets rolling. Uh, so I'm taking Bama minus nine and a half, Oklahoma minus 17 and a half, and Ole Miss minus 10. And uh, parlaying those three, I get it at plus point, I mean, plus 263, uh, which feels like really good value. I'm going to put one unit on that, plus 263. Like I got that over at DraftKings. Uh, so I like that play. Uh, I don't, I do a lot of these actually. I do a lot of these types of plays. Um, Saturday mornings, I, I kind of play these lines down a little bit to try to get some some action uh, so I can get into some of these games and get these big numbers. So uh, this is my favorite one this week, though. So if you go perfect this week, if you go at 7-0 on your picks, you're going to be in the plus money. There we go, baby. I need to go you perfect be- to get in the plus money. No, I think if you miss, you can <laughs> miss like one of them. Um, um, I need I that at- plus 263. I mean that's that's the key one. That'll yeah. that'll be the one that spikes you way up. I'm probably I feel like this is my week. I'm not feeling super great about some of my picks. I love my two unders and I love all of my Memphis stuff, but we'll see. Yeah. This feels like this is when I said you at, during the year this is I usually get one more week before my spiral starts, so we'll see. Um, you got it baby. You got it this year. You're on top of it. I I tried to actually throw a little more thought into each one of my picks. And by that, I mean, I set up my spreadsheet, so we'll see hey, how it goes. You got to trust the spreadsheet. Let's, trust let's, uh, the process, right? Let's, uh, let's head over to, um, kind of the other side of the show here. Have a little bit of fun with some DFS. DFS. I'm excited, man. Uh, you had so, a great week last week, dude. I, I did. Um, so I, in our, in our contest that we did together, I finished 63rd overall, uh, was a profit of $14. Um, they're $1 tournaments. So 14 xing your money is pretty good. I'll take that. Um, I also won, uh, a little tournament that was put on by one of the campus to Canton guys. Um, and got, he's supposed to be sending me a t-shirt here shortly nice. um, for winning that. So my lineup, uh, was buoyed by the, uh, CJ Verdell. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, Jesus. I knew I told you it was coming. I, <laughs> I, I I called before that game that they they were going to lean on CJ Verdell all game. They leaned on CJ Verdell all game. He scored twice on the same play and then had one breakaway play. And I was like, well, I bet that's doing well for my DFS. So yeah. Um the only thing I really whiffed on this lineup was I thought that Ball State would get into a big time pass mode uh when they fell behind uh with Yo Heinz Tyler, he did not do much. Um, but really it was just an all all around solid one for me. Um, Penn State with my stack of Dotson and Clifford did well. Bryant Kobach. Um, I just want to put this out there. 
Hey, Travis, suck it. <laughs> um, Travis told me that only fish would play Bryant Kobach against Notre Dame. Suck it. He had 24 points. Um, but yeah, the realistically, the way to win a lot of these tournaments last week was just to go crazy with Ohio State stacks. Um, Garrett Wilson had twenty had twenty eight point seven, I believe. Uh, Chris Alave had a lot. Jackson Smith and Jigba had a whole lot. Um, CJ Stroud had thirty. So it it was it was a solid overall play um, to just go Ohio State heavy. So having three of them in my lineup did very well for me. Yeah, I struggled. Uh, I chose the wrong Georgia quarterback. Uh, Stetson Bennett was the one who actually ended up putting up the touchdown. So Carson Beck kind of screwed me over. Uh, Micah Pittman gave me the goose egg. Uh, he had one catch in the game that got called back because of an offensive penalty. Uh, I thought Oregon would be playing from behind. Uh, I was wrong about that. So uh, getting better. I lost a dollar last week. I, I placed very poorly. Um, but we're, we're, uh, we're both in the positive when it comes to our ROI on DFS. Let's get into week three. I'm really curious to see what you decided to do at quarterback. There were some really fun options here. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Well, well, two two of the top four quarterbacks are Ohio State quarterbacks. You got Kyle McCord at nine thousand and CJ Stroud for ten thousand. Uh, pretty interesting that they're both on there. I think the line is expecting McCord to come. I mean, the uh, the the, no. the cappers are expecting McCord to come in and, and mop up and, and get some garbage time duty here or something. Uh, but you uh, went no, with CJ Stroud. I, I did go with CJ Stroud. I think the reason why. Um, McCord is such a high price is because Stroud is hurt. Um, and they're just banking on the chance that maybe he doesn't play. Um, if he doesn't play for what it's worth, just sliding Kyle McCord into there. I do think he's going to have similar level results. So I, because well, you did this last week with, yeah, uh, with, uh, Carson Beck, I do just want to say, this is my caveat. If, if CJ Stroud does not play, which he, he has looked a little bit banged up. Kyle McCord is is there as my placeholder. Okay, um, well you have. I mean, you could afford absolutely any quarterback. I don't care. You will take McCord no matter what. Uh, against Tulsa, I think this is the best matchup, and I like having. Uh, we'll mention a little bit later. Um, the only perk of, or the only thing I may end up doing if I were to have that happen is swap out one of my wide receivers to push him up okay, to yeah. um, his teammate. Who is, I believe, not them. Eh, never mind. I would keep it exactly the same. Okay. Uh, yeah, my quarterback this week, I, I didn't spend all the way up with uh, CJ Stroud. I'm going with Spencer Rattler against Nebraska. Uh, I think Oklahoma is going to be able to do whatever the hell they want to against this team. Uh, I don't think Spencer Rattler will be playing in the fourth quarter, but I'll think he, I think he'll have gotten me enough points uh, by by that point to feel pretty good. Uh, I think he offers a super high. Uh, ceiling with it with a nice floor um he's the second most expensive quarterback on the week uh but but i i just have no doubts that he's going to put up some points i like it um so i guess i'll just quickly briefly mention my process i did for this week and you can see it looking at our sheet is i uh i went through and pulled the smp plus lines implied totals and uh implied team scores and i basically immediately ruled out any team that was scoring less than 20 um, and then I went and I was trying to focus on some of the teams that are getting 35 plus. Um, but then there was one underdog according to S and P plus that I looked at their matchup and said, wow, this could be very beneficial. And I bet he's not going to be super high owned. And that's Jarek Broussard. As I mentioned, Minnesota's run defense is not 
not good. Um, I think this game will be close enough that he's not going to get game scripted out of the game. Um, I think Broussard is a strong DFS play at 5,700. Um, I would be honestly a little bit surprised if you don't get three X on him at that point. So I do think you're going to be looking at a guy getting at least like 16 and a half points. And that is good enough to really make him viable. Yeah. I had Broussard as a, as a play for me earlier this week. He got a little banged up last week against Texas A&M. Uh, he, he will still play. Uh, they've been relying a lot on uh, Fontenot, Fontenot, however you say his name, as well Fontana. as as uh, uh, Clayton, the, uh, the, the freshman or the redshirt freshman from Louisiana uh, who, 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 who plays with the Colorado now. So my only fear with Broussard was because of the injury, uh, I wonder if they might be rotating a little bit more than normal. But I think if he's good to go, I, I do like him. He's a he's such a fun running back to watch. Uh, he he just has huge break. Um, one of the cool things about him, not only can he hit the home run. Last year they were bringing in um, a different back for goal line work. So far this year, uh, Jarek Broussard has been seeing some of that goal line work as well. So uh, you don't have to worry about that as much. Though I, I do like the play. I was just worried about the injury. Um, my my running back that I'm paying, you know, up for. I, I kind of went a little cheaper on running back this this week. Um, I'm going with Kennedy Brooks for Oklahoma. Um, really wanted to stack this Oklahoma game because, um, as you said, like they're they're uh, they have the highest, um, Im- well, the second highest implied uh, point total on the week. Uh, so uh, I just wanted to get as much uh, exposure to this Oklahoma offense. And Kennedy Brooks has looked good. I think he's going to catch some passes. I think he'll have a couple of explosive plays. Uh, so Kennedy Brooks for me. Uh, wanted to find a way to get him in my lineup. I like that. Um... I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker in my other running back spot for 7,100. Uh, Michigan State's offensive line has essentially been mauling everyone they've been playing. And I think they are your, um, they're among the top teams in line yards created. And a guy who is very good at exploiting that is Kenneth Walker. Um, he's very good. I think he's going to be very good. Uh, Miami's defense wasn't wildly impressive. And I do just I think there's value here. I think he's going to be. Probably, I actually, I mean, I think he's going to be among the more highly owned backs in this. If you're going to pay up for running back this week, he's probably one of the more owned guys to go for. But I think there's value there, even in a semi-low scoring game. Um, yeah, their implied total is only 23. So I'm basically hoping he scores th- all three of their touchdowns. So <laughs> come on, Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, he's looked so freaking good so far uh, this year. Uh, I, I did my write-up earlier. Um, this offseason about like some cheaper uh, running back options for Debbie. And uh, I almost wrote about Kenneth Walker. He just missed, missed the cut, but I'm regretting that because he's looked uh, so good. Um, I'm kind of spending some money by going with King Daru uh, for Purdue with Horvath kind of, I mean, he's out uh, with the injury for the year, I believe. Uh, Purdue's still going to look to to run the football. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's not the easiest task for them um, against uh, against Notre Dame, but Notre, Notre Dame gave up some pretty explosive plays uh, to Florida State, who just lost to Jacksonville State. So what does that mean? Um, I think Daru could end up and having Toledo. A, yeah, that's right. I think Daru could end up having a pretty uh, big game. I think the fact that you can get him for four thousand six hundred, I'm going to have him on a lot of lineups just because he's so cheap. I think in cash, he's a must play almost. I know we're doing GPP, but. Well, that's fine. I, I I have Daru in there as well. Um, they they let up a lot of explosive plays. That's the 
the secret about Notre Dame's defense right now is that while they are stopping the run, they've got a 21.7% stuff rate and they're only allowing a 34.8% success rate. They've allowed like, I think they're at right now, I think they're at like nine 20 yard plays or greater um, against the run. It's one that at a certain point, a team's going to break through on them every single week. So at, a guy that can fit into your lineup fairly easily at the price. Yeah. Um, who should get some volume. King Daru is one of those guys to get in there. So I also have him in my flex spot. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Uh, let's move to wide receiver. Um, we both have uh, your boy, Jackson Smith and Jigba looked really, really good last week against Oregon. Uh, I think, you know, have there's I only mentioned the fact that uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is the most talented wide receiver on Ohio state. I don't know he, if I've ever mentioned that. <laughs> He's only 5,500. Uh, Chris Olave is 8,100. Garrett Wilson Garrett. is 6,400. And if you look at like only four wide receivers have receptions for Ohio State, um, they're not bringing in a whole lot of these backups just yet. I think uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba has the opportunity to shine again this week. Uh, I, I I expect him to to put up some some good numbers uh, before they end up taking him out at halftime. <laughs> if you're a little bit tight on your lineup cost, um, let me quickly. I don't have the number in front of me, but if you're a little bit tight, um, I do think Marvin Harrison's probably uh, Marvin Harrison is a min price guy. Um, he. So yeah, he's only three thousand. Right. Yeah. So he's a three thousand dollar guy. If you if you are really stretched at your lineup, if you're really uh, strapped to try and get uh, a Stroud in there, you're trying to get Kenneth Walker in there, um, or you're trying to go the Rattler approach, um, and you just need a min price guy. He's a guy I would look at as the you can potentially get a zero off him if Ohio State isn't crushing, but if they are crushing and they do bring in Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison were high school teammates. Marvin Harrison is a guy that received rave reviews in the spring. So I do think they're going to try and get him some action um, at some point during the year. I think he is a, if when you're looking for these min price guys, you need to look for some upside and that built in rapport that he would already have with the most likely backup quarterback is something that I would look to take a shot at, because I think if McCord's going to throw multiple touchdowns um if he were to have a game where he's coming out and going kind of bananas that is probably the target i would expect to see the highest workload yeah uh who else do you have at wide receiver so we have we're, we're, we're both playing jsn uh but i do like kind of that 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 pivot play for that minimum cost uh who's your, who's one of your other wide receivers that you're rolling with this week um i'm playing travel harris of washington state um if you're a college fantasy guy you probably know who Travell Harris is. Um, he is, I mean, the Washington State offense is always one you want to get a piece of. Um, I'm actually quickly just pulling up in front of me just so I can make sure I get these numbers right. Harris through, um, they've played two games so far this year. Harris has 11 receptions for 103 yards and two touchdowns. He's not like super duper elite, but if he's if you're looking for what I'm doing here, which is a I'm, I'm stacking, um, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm getting the, the guy in there that's going to be the highest volume play. And that for me is Harris. Um, Calvin Jackson is another interesting name on that team. Um, but yeah, so I am, I would say 
Harris was one of those guys I got in there because of the pure intention to stack. That sounds like a tease. Um, <laughs> speaking of stacking, uh, I'm rolling with Spencer Rattler. I wanted Marvin Mims. Uh, he looked just absolutely gr- just fantastic uh, in that first game. Uh, I, I, I expect him to get off to a quick start. Uh, I know he's uh, pretty expensive. He's the fifth most expensive receiver on the week at 7,500. But to me, I, I feel like he could um, absolutely crush very quickly. Uh, I think he could uh, have two scores and 100 yards in the first half. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I do like that one. I mean, just spin up uh, it was 7,500. Like, he, he, you got to spend up for him, which is why I had to go a little bit cheaper at running back. But but getting Daru gave me that opportunity. Who's your last uh, wide receiver that you're rolling with this week? So I'm, my last wide receiver isn't a wide receiver. Um, it's Josh Wiley. Um, I think he's a really dynamic tight end. He's a guy that I've actually been really getting a lot of in uh, CFF or in CFF leagues and in dynasty or in, in my, uh, C to C league. Sorry. Um, he is one of the better pass catchers for this Cincinnati team through. I'm um, just, he, ha- he only has 32 yards and a touchdown so far this year. And he did that against Miami. I think that he's going to need to be a critical part of this offense. While I do think they're probably going to lean on Jerome Ford, and Desmond Ritter to run a lot. I think Wiley's going to be the most likely pass catching option to consistently get open for Ritter. And I think that he we're going to be looking at a a two or three reception game, and you just hope he turns one of those into a big play. Uh, at forty two hundred, he was really kind of a um, roster flexibility play for me um, because I wanted to go a little bit cheaper to fill out that wide receiver spot, so I could get the tease again another semi-expensive quarterback in there. Um, I, I really just kind of leaned into this uh, Cincinnati needing to put up an impressive performance. So, yeah, that's why I'm on Wiley. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, my last receiver is Taj Washington, uh, who is a wide receiver for USC. He transferred over from Memphis, hit a good year uh, last year. They really want to get him involved. He's already seen 10 receptions through 10 to, through two games with um, a touchdown. Uh, I think Washington State's defense, um, while not terrible, I think they're gonna. I think this is gonna be the game where we see uh, USC get back on track after that really embarrassing loss to Stanford. I think they're gonna want to prove something. I think the offense comes out firing, so I expect to see a lot of points uh, for USC. I think they could give up a lot of points too. Um, I, I, this was a game I had uh, as a potential over. So I wanted a piece of this game. While I, I, I wasn't quite comfortable enough spending 7-9 on uh, London, so I went with the cheaper option in Taj Washington, who is the number two was receiver for USC with Brew McCoy being gone. Uh, so Taj Washington for me for 5000 felt like a lot of value. I think he could, uh, he could have a pretty good game. I expect, you know, four to six catches. Anywhere from 60 to 120 yards. And I know that's a pretty big range uh, and a touchdown, but I I think he, uh, at that price point, is going to return some value. Yes. I already said my flex with King Guru. So I will let you jump into your flex right here. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing baseball for the Washington National. No, uh, Trey Turner, (laughs) um, the football player for Virginia Tech. Uh, I also, told you I like Trey Turner get traded. Yeah, I think he did. I think he's actually for the Dodgers now, but fuck baseball, right? Um, I uh, I like Trey Turner. He um, 
I think he like he's been involved in the in the rushing attack. He's had he's had a carry uh, in each game as well. Um, he's got over. Is it a? Is I mean, there's a reason he's only five thousand bucks, right? Um, but I think he could get loose um, in this game. He has seen four catches in in, in both games, um, so he's he's getting you. You know, he's averaging about twelve points a game uh, with the with some potential upside against that uh, West Virginia defense that doesn't scare me too much. So, uh, really, I was looking for. So with a little bit of upside in that $5,000 range, uh, because that's all the money I had left. <laughs> and, and I liked him more than the other options um, at that price point. I was, I, I still am kind of going back and forth between he and uh, Kevin Austin Jr., but I've just been so terrified of Notre Dame's offense lately that I decided to go with Vatek. Um, I will say... We're not, neither one of us are playing him, but getting Letty Brown, right? No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting Letty Brown in your lineup, um, Virginia Tech's line, defensive line is averaging 4.0 line yards per attempt and is only stuffing 12% of rush attempts and has a 50% success rate allowed against the run. If you can get him in there as one of the more expensive guys, mm-hmm. um, because of his price, it might scare some people off, particularly with them being the underdog in this matchup or, the implied underdog, I think. Yeah. They're favored um, by I, three, but I think okay. most people are being, on. Oh, I'm sorry. Most wow. people are on Virginia Tech, though. Like, my my play is kind of chalky. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm Because I only have the S&P Plus lines in front of me, and I saw that, uh, that should you should be happy with your play. Um, <laughs> you said you liked it. Uh, who's who's your uh, super flex? So my super flex. I've now teased this like six times. <laughs> If you don't know who it is, you're not paying attention, right? And you, and you mostly just don't know who the quarterback is for Washington State. It's Jaden Delora. Um, he's good. I don't have a ton of analysis on it. Um, I like that offense. I think they'll be able to score some points. I think this will be a little bit of a high-scoring game. The implied totals for both of these teams are over 28 points. Um, again, using S&P Plus lines because I'm lazy and didn't feel like typing out individual, finding all the individual lines when I already had a spreadsheet made. But the implied total by S&P Plus has both these teams getting at least 28 points. So Washington State is one of those underdogs that is viable. And if they are going to lean into the passing game, that that helps me in two fronts because in this scenario, they would be behind. So give me the Washington State quarterback, Jaden Delora. Yeah, and he uh, he provides you some, some nice rushing um, potential as well. Uh, Delora, he, he, I mean, he, he came out and beat um he's had some good games against Oregon so uh I know him very well I'm going to stick in that same game my super flex is Kadon Slovis I kind of teased it earlier wanted to uh stack him with Mr. Taj Washington uh I think like you said I think both teams put up a lot of points in this game and I think most of it is done through the air um I think Slovis will will throw for for three touchdowns on this game and and I want a piece of that action so at 7-2 um he was someone that uh that that felt like a really good play i i had initially a lineup with Derek king in there um i think no. he could i know i think he could do a lot on the ground running the ball but uh it just felt like the value wasn't there um I, i'd rather go with slovis for a little bit less money uh so yeah that's that's our lineup i'm going with spencer rattler and Kadon slovis and then kennedy brooks king daru uh, marvin mims jackson smith and jigba taj washington and trey turner who are you rolling with I've got C.J. Stroud, who could be Kyle McCord if we're for some reason C.J. Stroud doesn't play. Um, 
Jarek Broussard, Kenneth Walker, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Travell Harris, Josh Wiley, King Daru, and Jaden Delora. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I like your stack of Marvin Mims and Spencer Rattler <laughs> as much as anything that either of us put together. I think that one has huge upside. And then Kennedy Brooks, while I've been highly critical of him in the offseason, um, I will say if Nebraska falls behind early and starts to do the stuff that Nebraska does, uh, I think either Brooks or Graham. Brooks has been the better back so far this year. Um, I think there's a pretty decent chance that Kennedy Brooks puts up some pretty quality production in this game. So I like this. Uh, I like this play from you. I, I think the OU stack is probably one that is worth finagling your your budget to make work. Yeah, and, and Eric Ray is actually cheaper than Brooks. He's actually only five two this week, so he's pretty easy to to get into a lineup. Uh, he's he's not expensive at all. Uh, so definitely someone that you could you could slide into any lineup and feel pretty comfortable with. He's only averaging 9.8 points per game, though, so just keep that in mind. Well, um, I'm excited, man. This is going to be a great a great week. Uh, let's real quick, uh, let's uh, just finish off just giving the rundown of our picks. Um, I'm going Cincinnati minus 4, Auburn Penn State under 53, Marshall minus 10, Vatek plus 3, Bama minus 14 and also the over 58 and a half. I've got the Virginia North Carolina over 65 and a half. And then my teaser of Bama minus nine and a half, Oklahoma minus 17 and a half and Ole Miss minus 10 coming back at plus 263. What's your rundown, Matt, before we let everyone go? All right. I've got my trifecta of Memphis, Mississippi state games. I've got Memphis plus three and a half against Mississippi state. I've got Mississippi state and Memphis under 64 and a half. And then I've got Memphis Moneyline against Mississippi State um, at plus 150. The other two are basically normal money. Uh, Ball State and Wyoming under 55 and a half for one unit. Um, I've got a half unit on Minnesota plus three at Colorado. I've got one half unit on Ohio State and Tulsa being under 61. Please get your defense right. Um, I hope they heard me. Yeah. Um, I've got Michigan and Northern uh, Northern Illinois under 54 and a half. And then I've got Northwestern and Duke under 50 because I'm gross. Both of those are two unit plays on the unders. And then I, I do have a uh, one unit play on Cincinnati minus three and a half uh, at Indiana. So should be a good week. Um, let's hope uh, you flip your thing, your season. I on need its to head it's and time. I stay on my winning ways. Um, you didn't fight me this week on a huge favorite. Yeah. So I'm happy because yeah, last I, week I felt very bad when you yeah. rolled out this, I've got Notre Dame minus <laughs> 17 and I'm like, okay, I've got two units on the opposite side and I felt kind of bad. Yeah. But, and I wanted to change my mind, but I didn't. Um, no, this is good. I, I feel like I've got a heater coming on. I think I'm going to get first place in this DFS contest. I think I'm going to knock out all of these picks. I think it's going to be a really profitable weekend, and I'm really excited to have six TVs up and running while we do it. Uh, anything you want to leave the good listeners with? Bye, Jackson Smith and Jigba. There you go. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.